welcome to another edition of the Lakers Locker Room. I'm your co-host, Tejon Graham. Alongside me is my guy, the one, the only, Mr. Jason Little. Jason, how are you doing today, man? Fantastic. Thank you, Tejon. So this episode is the fourth installment of our Senior Send-Off Series, where we dedicate each episode to graduating seniors from one of our respective Nibison Lakers sports teams. In this episode, we're going to talk to three seniors from the Nibison Lakers rowing team. So today we have Miss Marlene Coombs. Marlene, how are you doing today? I'm good. Happy to be here. We also have Miss Olivia Petrov. Olivia, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you. And lastly, we have Mr. Kashir Abbasabadi. Kash, how are you doing today, man? Let's have a drama in France. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to get right into it. So 2020 was obviously a year full of unprecedented. So Marlise, I'm going to start with you. Looking back at it now, what was something that you really took out of 2020 that hopefully hopefully helped you to look forward to 2021? Because obviously 2020 was a year that no one saw coming. But at the very least, there could be something that you could have taken away positive that made you look forward into the next year. So what was that thing for you? I think just like getting to know myself a little bit better um, with all the lockdowns and stuff like that. I know all of us had to spend a lot more time like independently and just like, yeah, getting comfortable being alone because I think a lot of us aren't comfortable being like by ourselves and, you know, stuff like that. So I think that was something that helped me grow as a person over 2020. For you, Olivia, how were you able to handle lockdown? Because I know some people, you know, struggled with lockdown. Some people, you know, thrive through lockdown. So what was it for you that was able to help you get through lockdown during 2020? Um, well, for me, luckily enough, I got my placement up here for Teachers College. And it was lucky that I had roommates up here that I could live with and just spend time with. Um, also, I was happy that all my placements were in person, so I had to do nothing online except for school. Um, honestly, just being good, like getting to go outside, hanging out with my friends, um, talking to my family, and as well like what Marley said, like just figuring out how I can spend time alone and like figure out more like ways to be independent. You know, obviously due to the pandemic, you know, all of our seasons got canceled and this would have been your final season for all of you. So Cash, I'm going to start with you. You know, when you found out that there wasn't going to be a season this year, like what was your reaction? Well, I love to compete. I love to race, man. And it was like being unfortunate that I lost this opportunity in 2020 in OUA. I, I really wanted to win so bad, but uh, it didn't happen. And I cannot complain because it wasn't only me, it was whole world like facing this pandemic. So no complaint about that. Marlies, to talk a bit about how the, your team did last year and how were you guys looking to improve this year had there been a season? Uh, well, we had been working really hard over the winter for like our training. We were training like five or six days a week in indoors and just, it's it was hard because especially for me I um, chose to drop a weight class for next season so I went through a weight loss process in order to uh, compete next season and hopefully do well. Uh, Liv and I uh, we raced together or last season we raced together so uh, we had a good season and it was crappy because we were yeah looking forward to do well next year or last year. Yeah, Olivia, how are you looking personally to improve from last year and going into this year? Um, well, last year was a huge like roller coaster. Marlies and I worked super hard. We were able to build up like that connection when we were on the water. We have been racing together for two seasons now. Well, up until last year. 
And then like I got, I won MVP. I was so excited to like keep pushing, keep going. Cause every year I've seen huge improvements just with being on the team. And I was excited, you know, to like get to see my family again. Like it's so different when you wake up at five o'clock in the morning and have to train with these people and you work together to get everyone out on the water. When you're on the water, you're pushing each other. And I was just excited to have that experience, especially within my last year. And, you know, like with everything, like new experiences and starting teachers college, like I was looking forward to really like getting back with my family and working hard and yeah, just seeing where the next year is going to take me within my training. But yeah, it sucks <laughs> realistically, but I do miss everybody and I miss training and I was looking forward to it. How has the team interaction been with the lockdown? Like how have you guys been in touch with the younger guys, keeping them in line, keeping them up to date with training? Like, where's the leadership uh, process going with this lockdown? Um, so we have a Facebook, sorry, Mar, we have a Facebook group chat where our coach David has been posting all of like the trainings throughout the week. Um, it's kind of hard because with this sport, it is very much so an individual and also a team sport. So when we get together and we can work hard and push each other on the water, that's when we're definitely a team, but we each have our own individual goals. So I know personally, like everyone does get together. We work hard when we can and do team stuff, especially when it was nicer. Like we were going for hikes at the beginning of the year, but definitely within the winter and like not having a facility, not having ergs, it's been very hard to like train on your own, especially like having to run outside to figure out how to do weights within your own house, like improvising with everything. So I think everyone had their own goals to really work towards. So like we did communicate as a team. Like I was checking in with Mar, checking in with Jill, with everyone, but it has been very hard just like keep like that individual mental gain like strong, so. Yeah, not, and here's one thing that I think I want to concentrate on. Um, as Molly's brought up, this, this year was a big opportunity for us to focus on ourselves individually. And even our training was like, uh, for me myself was on this ergometer in the house and um, I had this opportunity because rowing is a competitive sport and every time I was on the water I was like competing with other boats no matter it's double or single boys and girls we were like we have our like formula to compete each other for example sending girls 30 seconds sooner than the boys so boys should catch girls before like finish the 2000 meters which is uh, the standard this stands for rowing. But uh, this year I was lost. I was uh, alone and working on this ergometer. So um, there is this state of mind that can be shaped consciously. And uh, it's concentrating on being in the moment. You can alter your view of the world. And uh, that, is, that is when it starts to get interesting. In rowing, athletes repeat one stroke over and over again. And that happens sometimes uh, for you to get lost in the thoughts. And here it comes the distinction between amateur athletes and professional athletes, which professional athletes, they can uh, intentionally focus on existing moment and every single strokes that they do and achieve a good balance eventually on the boat, which uh, this gives them the confidence to not only roll harder and faster, but learn how to focus 
And um, personally, that helps me a lot by, uh, by uh, doing my task, my important task in any other aspects in my life. And uh, for example, I could, one, I remember one day after the training last, last season, we didn't have any competition. So, but it was my second year and I was, and I was just starting working on my thesis. And it was two weeks that I wanted to start write with somebody, uh, start writing my thesis, but I couldn't put even one word down on my paper. Uh, after, after one training in the morning, I can, I can clearly remember that state of mind that I achieved that day. Uh, yeah, I, I start, I start to, I, I open my laptop, my computer, and I start to uh, write. And after two weeks, not even able to, to put one word down, I, in two hours, in two hours, I wrote eight pages and two figures. And uh, it's, that's not easy thing for academic writing because it's not just making up the story from yourself. It's the, you have to reference every fact that you are writing in there. And I had all those facts and all those references in my mind, but I didn't have access to them. But that states of mind and that focus teach me how to pay attention to my paper, how to pay attention to my tasks. And that was great. That was great. Like, lesson for me from the rowing that I can I can run my runs around like all other aspects in my life and I achieved that in 2020 and I wish that I knew that before so I could concentrate better even in my competition I definitely appreciate that for sure I I think I think it's been really good for me personally I can definitely talk about the fact you know one of the things I took out of 2020 really was about self-reflection you know like, I, lo I love how you talk about, you know, you took time to write stuff down because I feel like when you're an athlete and you're always on the road and you're always doing stuff, like, you never actually have time for yourself to say, okay, you know, really to, like, assess your surroundings, like, your situation. You know, I said this on a previous podcast, you know, we're always on the go, but people actually don't have the time to ever sit down and actually say, okay, something's not working, but why is this not working, you know? Usually when stuff is, stuff is not working, you just try to fix it in the move, but, like, you never end up really solving the problem because, like I said, you don't actually have the time to sit down. So I just think for everyone, it's been a really great time to really self-reflect and see, you know, how you can evolve. You know, obviously a lot of stuff happened over the past year, you know, social justice and whatnot, but it really gave people a chance to really like reevaluate kind of society in the world and their own personal life and what they got to do to grow. Um, but touching on something too, Cash said too, you know, when it comes to rowing, it seems like it, there's a lot of like repetition that goes into it. And obviously it really starts, it's different from a lot of sports, you know, because you guys are actually in the water. So Marlies, I'm going to ask you this question, you know, just talk about, the training and all the work it, it, that is put in to really get out there and really compete at a high level. Yeah, we, when we're in season, we're, we're on the water and yeah, our practices, they're early mornings and it's like, that goes into that. It's also knowing your equipment. Like that's something I've learned over the past couple of years that I like haven't given enough credit to is knowing how to adjust your equipment. And I can thank Cash for helping me with that kind of in the past two years, at least. And like, it's getting to know your teammates. And like, when you're on the water, you're, 
you're focusing on staying balanced and you have, there's a lot to think about balance, applying pressure and your actual technique. Cause there is a lot of technique to the sport. And then there's the other half of it, the mental half, because it is a lot of repetition and focusing on where you are in like, even practicing, like when I practice, I almost make up if I know how long the pieces that we're doing, like a bit of a race plan like that. If I'm sitting bow, I'm able to call out to the person or the people that are with me. Um, but, and then there's the whole other indoor aspect of it and cross training, but yeah. Olivia, what would you say would be the most, or a few of the most body parts are most important to train in order to be successful for rowing? Um, honestly, it's everything. Like you start off your stroke with being balanced to your core and then you use your legs, your back, your arms, push it in. And then you have to use everything again to go back out. And I feel like a lot of people are just like, oh, it's just your legs. That's all you need. But then it's been so funny because over the years, like I'll say, oh yeah, I'm on the rowing team. And then people will be in the gym and they're like, oh, I went on the machine for five minutes and I was dead. I don't know how you guys do that for an hour and a half on the water. And honestly, like, it's kind of funny because to us, like from doing it, starting from like point a learning all the technique the proper muscles training those proper muscles at the right time it's like become muscle memory and it becomes easier the more you do it but it's just so funny to hear like when people say oh five minutes i was dead i was like yeah that's like it for us but you know like what mar was saying like especially with being two people in the boat is so different from even just like one person like you and that person have to be so connected like you'll be on the same level same focus like same balance and it's taken like mar and i two years like full training like indoor on the slides on the water being in the boat getting that balance to like really work hard and improve so much so it's honestly everything <laughs> it's not just one but i feel like a lot of sports are also like that as well you use your whole body whether or not you know it or not yeah. Touching on what Olivia just said, Cash, how long would you say the process is in terms of being connected? Like, like Olivia says, two people, you know, you definitely got to be connected because if you're not, if you guys are going opposite ways, like you're probably going to tip over and it's not going to work out. So yeah, just based off your expertise, how long would you say it would take to really build that connection where you guys are actually moving in sync? Well, that connection is amazing because uh, you are sliding on the water and as it's like just it's just a flow. You should go go with it, and it matters. It matters to that athletes that those athletes that they wanted to row together or not. It's just something that comes from the heart, and same task and same emotion. Both is sliding under your seats, and you can feel it. Feel it so strong, so smooth, and so beautiful. So I think that that's that depends to athletes if they. They wanted to like row together. It can like achieve in four kilometers in that takes like 20 minutes, half an hour. And um, yeah, that's it. And they can enjoy the training together. But like for competing in high level competitions, it takes more time definitely and more experience. And they have to learn each other's weakness and strength so they can push other that's a teamwork to, to row in a crew like crew mean i mean the boat with two people or four or eight that takes that takes more time and experience to learn how to row together and um, for in, in rowing competitions it's a little bit different with other sports in other sports 
athletes in, for example, in final A, there are six athletes, eight athletes, 10 athletes in different sports. They're all lined up together. They've done kind of same training to get ready for this competition. And it's now, it's all about who is mentally more ready and who wants to win more. But in rowing is different. Is in rowing is who can take more pain because 2K, it's, it's man, it's six, seven minutes competition and you burn 600, 700 calories in only six minutes. It's not, it's no joke. <laughs> it's, it's so hard. And who, for people who experience it, you can always hop on an ergometer and set a 2K and, and do a 2K on an ergometer. So you will feel for us. For, for rowers and what we experienced during the competitions. And um, it's, it takes a lot of time for you to compete in rowing, not only in crew, but even in single, single boat. It's just mentally be prepared to take all those pain and uh, keep the balance of the boat and row efficiently in two Ks, especially the last 500 and last 200 meters, which lots of athletes, they mentally lose to themselves, not to the other, other like athletes that they're competing with. Now with, uh, those are some big numbers. I'm hearing two kilometers and that's enough for me to run and I'm, I'm gassed. So what's like the farthest you guys have gone uh, rowing? Um, once, once I was in China and they said, uh, we had a rowing camp in China with Team Iran and they said, okay, you have four hours, three hours training on the water and go, down, <laughs> go row as far as you can, like, and come back. And that day, I think I achieved almost marathon. I, I think I hit 40 kilometers in one second. That's insane. Hmm. Yeah. Like I, I was watching the CrossFit games with my girlfriend there, and she yeah. was showing me their rowing event, and they did a marathon on the Crazy. rowing machine. Crazy. I couldn't believe that. Like, what? You're just talking about like mentally being prepared, but like, obviously that doesn't just come over overnight. How do you guys mentally train to be able to like consistently just beat your body down like that? Dude, your girlfriend is a trooper. <laughs> 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 oh, so she didn't do it she didn't do it she was showing me the games there's like a crossfit games event she's oh, done like i think two kilometers and five kilometer rows but the marathon i was like man that's just uh that's jason, that jason you gotta you got watch the documentaries if you ever see the 2017 2018 you gotta watch oh, it. all the men you all gotta watch stuff, it <laughs> but yeah like jason said i guess i'll ask you olivia how like talk about like the the mental aspect and how much you really have to train because it just seems like you really got to have that grit to like even when the pain is like getting you know excruciating you still got to push through so how long just talk about how to really train that mental toughness um, well sorry for me personally i do when i'm at practice like especially when i'm in the boat with mar like we push each other which is also nice but when you're in an individual boat like you really have to push yourself mentally the way you would physically. Like you have to say, you can't give up, you can do it. And like, really it's most of it is mind over matter. <laughs> most of the time, like when your body's ready to give up, if you just tell it like, no, you can't and you keep pushing. That's how I find I mentally get stronger, but it's also so different when 
you have a partner because it's like I don't want to let her down she doesn't want to let me down but when you're in an individual boat it's all about how you can do it yourself like you don't want to let yourself down so just you have to do it at practice any training like whether it's running weight training like still always mentally strong still pushing yourself no matter what yeah what about you cash i know you can answer the question so same same question yeah yeah for me it's just just training you know in uh, in, in 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 summer season we hit some sometimes we hit up to 200 kilometers rowing weekly and that just just as that we said yeah it's your body adapt to eat the poison and eat the tiredness i don't i don't know how to explain this like scientifically but uh even if if in, in uh, if you don't roll in that states of like fitness if you don't roll you feel more tired because your body used to do the training so you love it and also be on a boat it's it's you you have to like just keep the boat as soon as the boat starts to like slide starts to go on the water move on the water you only have to like keep the speed and it's easier and every time in recovery phase that you're like moving backward because both we go we go the opposite direction the boat is sliding and it feels like it feels amazing and it's just like it's skiing on the water and feels the water it's it's addictive and it's so it's, it's not that hard as you think as soon as you get used to it it's it's joyful mm. jace i know i know you probably can agree with what i'm about to say you know when it comes to basketball you know there's some people who just like have that dog as they say and there's some people that takes them a while to develop it for you, Marlies, you know, would you say you always had that toughness in you, especially when it came to athletics or just you as a person? Or would you say it took time for you to develop it to where you are now? Um, so I didn't start rowing until first year. So in rowing, you can start as a novice athlete and then you join varsity or whatever if we were good enough. For me in my first year, I started as varsity, though, even though technically I was a novice athlete. But I had played a ton of sports competitively throughout like my life, like for most of my, like, like for all of high school and stuff like that, I figure skated and played hockey and played field hockey and fastball. So I think I had a bit of a different <laughs> toughness with regard to uh, sport. I had never done something like as an individual, I guess. Um, so then when it came to rowing, you are in a boat with other people and it, it it was a different kind of toughness to build, I guess. And I it, like a different kind of pain. Like, of course, if you're playing whatever sport you're playing, there's some aspect of pain to it. Um, but I remember my first race ever and I like my hands were bleeding. My wrists were like <laughs> so swollen and sore because I'd never done it before. And like it just and it was horrible because I it was not a good race, <laughs> um, but like, yeah, just, it's a bit of a, like when they talk about that different mental thing, both cash and live, it's, it's different. And even like our the last race, Liv and I did like finding that mental push. I like, I always say I could never, I couldn't do what cash does in races a single, like I, it would take a different pre preparation for me to do that because when I have live in the boat with me, I'm able to 
find even motivation in that. Um, and just, yeah, push through the pain, I guess. That's just one of the things I love about sports because sports really builds so much character, especially when you're talking about from a mental aspect, because it really helps you to really dig deep and like really push through certain moments. And it really can relate to your life. You know, when there's hard times that you're going through, you know, like I said, sports really teaches you or prepares you to how to really push through it because it's not, you're not always going to have, you know, a, a, a straight line. There's going to be bumps along the road, specifically, literally, figuratively, literally in rowing, there's going to be bumps. But like, as long as you can be able to push through, I think that's super important. And I think all the sports are kind of the same in terms of, even though all sports are like different terms of how they play one, I feel like the one, you know, con constant is always meant, you know, the mental aspect, you know, how I feel like every sport is more like, 85% mental and 15% physical because you can be as phys you can be as strong as anybody out there but do you want it more like they always talk about the same thing you know the elephant and like the mouse you know the elephant is so big but then the mouse you know scares the elephants like it's the same thing you know you can be the smallest person on the court smallest person in the field doesn't matter but how much more do you want it mm -hmm. so I just think that it really built so much character but um switching gears to you know from first year until now you know that's a, it's a really big you know, transition process, you know, I came in, I'm going to my third year, I, like I said in the last episode, you know, going from 19 years old to almost 21, that's a really big growth process. So Olivia, I guess I'll ask you first, how, talk about how you've really evolved from first year Olivia to now, like what would you say has been the biggest part of your life that you've grown from your first <laughs> university? Um, well, I know I always say like I came into university thinking I knew everything. I took a year off, so I was 19 at the time and I thought I was ready for everything and then just like little things would happen I'd get like down on myself so one thing that I've really noticed in myself throughout the whole like all the years is like my confidence and like how I've matured through it and that's like one thing is like through university like I want to say there's so many life lessons that everyone learns and I definitely have been able to find like my own confidence figure out who I am and yeah, like that's definitely one thing that I've really seen over the years. And it was funny, I was talking to my mom about this the other day and she was like, oh, I've seen you mature so much. And I still feel like a kid, but I definitely have seen a lot like with my own confidence and just like the connections I've made throughout all of university, just any opportunity I got, like I dove head first and it really did help my confidence. So, yeah. What about you, Cash? How would you say you've really grown from, I guess, 18 year old Cash until now? started rowing 10 years ago and it was a long journey. I don't exactly remember my feeling when I started, but uh, definitely, definitely more experience in life, more mature and more like um, me as a person, I changed a lot. My character changed a lot during these years and every year I was like, I'm growing on some different aspects in my character, I was working, I'm, you know, all of us, we are forever students. And I cannot like say I'm complete now, but I think with, uh, with, and with, with experience that I, again, from rowing, I could use those experience as I explained it before in other tasks in my life. And I could achieve a better performance in every task that I tried in my life. And, um, those have like, again, those have, they're in correlation with my performance in rowing. So when I was good in my studies, when I was good in my work, my performance on rowing was better. 
What about you, Marlies? What would you say you've grown the most from first year Marlies until now? Um, I'd say just like learning to go a little bit easier on myself um, in all aspects, like with just maybe not being so hard on yourself when it comes to school and stuff like that, and just taking everything as a learning experience. Um, in first year, I think I was 17 when I came to school. So I was, uh, I was going, doing everything a little fast, like just, you know, I don't know, trying to keep up your social aspect as well as, you know, doing what we do as varsity athletes, like you're, you're go, go, going all the time. And just taking that time I've learned that you need to take time to yourself and you need to, uh, just, yeah, be a little bit easier on yourself. Cause I think we're all a little bit too hard on ourselves. I also want to add to it that I learned how to, uh, beat myself because when I started doing, it was all about, Oh, I should be faster than this guy. I should be faster than that guy. But as a matter of time, I learned that it's me. It's my instinct that it stops me. So I, I have to learn to how to kill my instinct every day. And against next day, the instinct you born again when you wake up. So you have to kill your instinct every day. And uh, not in not only in growing in every studies in every every, every other aspects even in the studies, you you are procrastinating, right? So you have to like start studying and stop procrastinating every day so for all of you guys being through all i would you guys all do four or five years i know um cash you were saying you did two did uh olivia and at least you guys did four or five years so four. four okay so what would you guys give advice and like from what you guys have learned over that time what would you guys be giving advice to the young guys or the younger audience listening to this i'd be going to nipsing a different university of any sort playing sports or not playing sports kind of work our way around i'll start with olivia um honestly like i would just say like really take in any opportunity that you can like whether it be meeting new people, joining a sport. Like when I came to Nipissing, I wasn't recruited for rowing. I started spring kayaking, which was like sort of similar to rowing. So I was like, oh, I can do this. And I was a competitive dancer, took some time off that, joined the dance team. And honestly, like I'm really grateful for every single opportunity. Like it was a little crazy being on two teams, training at 6 a.m. to 11 o'clock at night, but really just like taking in any opportunity that you can and just like figuring out who you are and enjoying it at the same time. Like if you're not enjoying something, change it. Like there's no point in sticking to something that you don't love or don't like. And that's just like with figuring out who you are. So yeah, honestly, just enjoying every single moment that you possibly can. <laughs> Marlies, what about you? Yeah, just, yeah, I'll build on Liv, what Liv said. Take the time and enjoy it. And like, yeah, if you've got an opportunity, take it. And at the same time, be dedicated to what is important to you, if whether you're an athlete or not, yeah, like whatever that is in your life, that's important. But yeah, just take it in because it goes fast. What about you, Cash? Um, being a varsity athlete, it's not easy because sometimes varsity athletes be, feels really overwhelmed because uh, you, you are a student, right? A student life, it's not, you, you don't have too, mu too much money and um, you have studies, you have your training, you have soreness and 
you have to run your run your runs as well like and nutrition is really important you have to pay attention to your food and like the, the snacks and meals that you have throughout the day and sometimes sometimes varsity athletes they are so so exhausted and they they that happens to me in 2019 at the, la- the end of the season and i was like counting the days that when this season will finish i'm done i'm, I'm so tired i don't want to like wake up four o'clock in the four, four a.m four o'clock in the morning and go on the water in pitch dark and at the time that we were finishing our training it was just the sunrise you know and all those and all those was like putting too much pressure on my shoulder which now i'm i'm upset i'm regret because i didn't take it easy like marley's i should like let it go and i should go with the flow and i that's my my advice to other athletes that this time of your life will pass you will pass through it and student life is it's beautiful but it's not easy and it's a lot on your plates but it's it helps you to learn how to have discipline in your life for for the rest of your life and you always think about okay i'm going to finish school i'm going to get a good job be good salary but even like even even you 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 imagine you like you get paid 50 dollars per hour for your future for your career job but that that's one hour that it's more valuable than that 50 dollars so don't 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 waste your time and enjoy every second every single minute that you're on water or you're in the gym playing basketball or playing volleyball and having fun with your friends and don't don't miss it out that's that's my advice to other athletes yeah i like that and now that you guys are done molly so i'll ask you first what does the future hold for you so since i'm a nursing or i was a nursing student um i'll write my nclex hopefully this early this summer um, but I have also applied or in the fall I applied to chiropractic college. So uh, I had an interview for that about two weeks ago. So I'm waiting to hear about that at the end of the month. But yeah. What about you, Olivia? Um, I just finished my first year at Teachers College. I'm in the IS, like intermediate senior um, program. I will be going into my second year and Honestly, I hope to keep teaching in North Bay. I love it here. Um, hopefully I can get a job. If not, who knows? I'll teach wherever. I love teaching. I've been coaching and teaching my whole life. So I'm just really excited for that chapter of my life to start. So yeah. And what about you, Cash? What does the future hold for you now? Well, I don't know yet, but I might stick to academic life for a while. Let's see what happens. Well, anyways, I want to thank all three of you guys for coming on and sharing your stories. Really enjoyed it. I actually really enjoyed this too, Jason. I, I don't know about you, but I really enjoyed learning about the ins and outs of rowing because I've always seen it, but then actually to hear them talk about it, I think it was actually pretty cool. It looks like a pretty cool sport, but it doesn't look easy. So you guys make it look really easy. So kudos to all three of you. Seriously. Yeah, and those dang numbers. Holy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you think you, we thought we thought all the cardio from running up and down a basketball court is hard. 
90 feet versus a marathon. Yeah. No, 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 no. But anyways, now we're going to get to our quick edit segment. So this is the part of the podcast where we ask our guests a question and they have to answer as fast as possible. So Jason, you have the questions ready? I do. Okay. So I'm going to go in the order of my screen. So Marlise, you go first. Olivia, you go second. Then Cash, you go third. Okay. So every question that we ask you guys are each going to answer the same question. Okay. Okay. So the first question, Marlise, who's your favorite musical artist? Uh, Eric Church. Thomas Rhett. Bob Seger. Okay. Thanks for this. Um, an artist or song that you guys have on repeat? Um, right now, Dime Store Cowgirl. Okay. I just have a bunch of country on repeat. I have about 10 songs going in order. <laughs> yes. Barbara Pravi. Abuak. That's a Frank okay. song. Okay. okay. <laughs> no, I've like, never heard that before. <laughs> I know. Hey, you always learn something new. Okay, next question. What's your all-time favorite album? Oh, all-time favorite. Um, I'm going to say Mr. Misunderstood, Eric Church. I used to have it on repeat all the time. Okay. Um, I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't know, probably one of like Bon Jovi's albums or like ACDC or something like that. Like nice, like old like rock or whatever. Okay. Cash? Um, Johnny Cash, Greatest Heat. Hey, that well, works. Um, who's your guys' favorite athlete? Uh, I'm gonna say Simone Biles. Ooh, nice, good one. I like that, I never yeah. heard of it, okay. Um, I, gymnastics is so cool. <laughs> It is. It's very cool, Jason. We had we had a chance to like do some stuff um, before we got um, to go home, like in the gymnastics in the North Bay. Yo, it's hard. <laughs> Yo, bro, doing a pull up is hard, bro. It's so like, like, oh my gosh! You remember when Coach was like, oh, you weren't there, but Coach was like doing the trampolines. Oh my gosh, Coach was having the time of his life. Oh my. <laughs> like I saw the video of me trying to um, go up the rope, and this is when I hurt my knee. But bro, I almost got it, bro. That was so hard. Yo, doing it with one leg. I was like, bro. But anyways, um, Olivia, what's your, who's your favorite athlete? Um, <laughs> kind of weird, don't know why my mind went right to it, but Mario Andretti, he used to be a, I think, Formula One race car driver, and okay. that's where my mind went, so that's what we're going with today. <laughs> All right. Cash? Who is Lee? <laughs> that's a good one. Well, yeah. Jason, you got next one again. I got the next one? Oh, whoa. All right, if you guys could spend a day with somebody dead or alive, who would it be? Okay, I'm gonna go with Taylor Swift. Okay. <laughs> Huge Swifty. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, probably Brad Pitt. <laughs> okay. Cash? Donald Trump. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. This one's a personal one for me, so Marlies, I'm gonna ask you first. Do you like pineapple on your pizza? Absolutely not. <laughs> yes, pineapple is the best on pizza. Okay, Cash, you're the tiebreaker. No. Oh, oh yeah. No. Another one in the books for me, Tejan. Take this in though. You've honestly the last like four, probably like four episodes, but you've lost like every single time. But they're weirdos. They're weirdos. No, Olivia, are we weirdos? No, we're not. <laughs> no, pineapple's amazing on pizza. It doesn't matter what anybody else. Says. You know people. You know what people can say a lot too. The that sweet and spicy co combination. That sweet and salty. <laughs> yeah. 
Yep. If you don't like a tropical Hawaiian, we can't be friends. This one, this one applies to Tejan, and I'm just gonna say the one that sounds the weirdest is the one that Tejan does. Okay. At a time, milk before cereal or cereal before milk. Cereal before milk. Yeah. Cereal before milk. Yes. Cereal before milk. Wow, okay. Tejan. We go. I'm gonna find someone. Don't worry. I'm gonna find someone. <laughs> one day. One day. I was. I actually did cereal before milk when I was a kid, but my mom just started making me cereal. She started putting like she used to put milk first, then condensed milk was like a sweet thing, and she would like mix it, and then she poured the cereal. And I just grew up. As I got older, I just started doing it more. Like, but I did start. I told you I did grow up doing cereal before milk until like probably like ten, and then that's why I started doing milk before cereal ever since. But. Tejan and my roommate in first year are the only two people I've met in my entire life that put milk first and then the cereal. Oh, you didn't tell, oh, you didn't tell me your first year roommate, didn't you? you didn't tell me that. Yeah, Nick Fembeg. Yeah. Oh, you didn't tell me that. Yeah. Well, maybe get him out of the pockets. I'll probably ask someone else. We can talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, next, all right, next question. What's the last show you binge watched? Uh, Yellowstone. Netflix show? Uh, it's on Amazon. It was really good, actually. Okay. Olivia? <laughs> Honestly, I can never finish a show. So, like, I'll start, I'm like, oh, this is so good. And then there could be an episode left, one episode, and I just won't watch it. So, no, I've never finished a show. <laughs> Cash? Um, I can't exactly remember, but I think that was one National Geography documentary. Okay. Um, favorite movie of all time oh god that's a hard one I'm gonna be like dorky here and I'm gonna say a rom-com how to lose a guy in 10 days which is oh, actually, a loser but I love it <laughs> yeah, yeah okay um, mine is just go with it an Adam Sandler movie it is yeah, yeah. my favorite I know every single word I put it on in the background whenever I'm studying it is like my go-to movie <laughs> Okay, Cash? I have a list, but I think Avatar, I really like Avatar, or I am Sam. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right, next question. Marlies, what's one skill you wish you were good at? Oh, singing. Absolutely. I sound like a dying cat. Same, same, same. <laughs> Most common <laughs> is singing. I wish I could sing. Oh my God, I wish I could sing. I but, would sing all the time if I could sing. Me too. Oh my God, especially um, if you hit those high notes. Like, man, every time I see Demi Lovato sing, I'm like, damn, that girl can hit those high notes. Like, I'm telling you right now, I don't care what people say. I'm, I'm a Demi Lovato fan. I don't care. I've been in France since eight. I don't care. Sorry, not sorry is a banger. No, her recent yeah. song, Dancing Absolute with Him last night with Ariana Grande, those songs, bangers. Yo, have you seen the documentary? I have not. You gotta watch it. It's so good. Like that, yo. Every time I hear her say that, sing "Dancing with the Devil," I'm like, yo, how does she hit those high notes? Like how? Like she's she's so she's so talented. Seriously, like celeb crush. Hmm. Celeb crush. No. <laughs> I, just, I just I just I'm just a fan of but celeb crush. No, never. But when I was younger, it was Selena Gomez. When I was like 11. Okay. But now 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 I don't have a celeb crush. I don't. What about you, Olivia? What's one school you wish you were good at? Um. 
probably juggling. I am the most uncoordinated person on the planet. The only thing I can do without falling is dancing. So definitely getting that hand-eye coordination down would be great for me. Guess? <laughs> I'm swimming. Swimming? Yeah. Facts. Really? Like, no. I was going to ask that if there's anybody on the rowing team who can't swim. Well, you swim? I like, I never competitively swam, but like I live on the lake and stuff like that. I love swimming. <laughs> yeah, like I learned to swim when I was six. My, 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 my parents put me into like those training swimming classes when I was like six. Like I know how to swim. And it's funny too, because there's that stupid stereotype that black people don't know how to swim. I'm just like, I don't know where that comes if from. If you threw me in a lake, I'd probably die, man. I, I can't swim at all. <laughs> Bro, even when I was in ninth grade, when I tore my meniscus, I was still swimming with the torn meniscus. Like, like even then I could still swim. Like. I'm drowning, bro. Great because remember, like, when you have a tournament, it was weighing me down. But, like, I could still swim. Like, even up to two years ago when I did uh, fitness classes, like, I was in the deep end. Like, I passed my test easy. It was, it was, it was a joke. But, but, yeah, what were you, Olivia? Like, my swimming ability? <laughs> yeah, can you swim? Oh, yeah, I can. Um, I got my NLS, and I love swimming. Um, I tip a lot. So, like, especially when I'm sprint kayaking. I'm in the water all the time, so I gotta learn how to swim. Yeah, because I'm like, you would think, yeah, because Jason, wouldn't you think that if, if um, the rowing team would know how to swim? Yeah, I thought you guys were all gonna be like pro swimmers, like mini Michael Phelps everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> God forbid, what if the thing tips over? Like, when do you have to know how to swim? Or do you, wait, do you guys wear life jackets when you guys are in the boat? No, so we don't wear life jackets. We keep life jackets in our boat with us. But all Sorry, I can yeah, during practice, but like during a race you don't because you don't want it to like weigh you down or get in the way. But there's this one race at Trent and Mar and I hit a buoy and we tipped and I was freaking out because I've never tipped in a rowing boat before. Like it was- It was October too. Can we just say that? That it was freezing and like we were in unisuit, so like tank top and shorts basically. And it was freezing. It was freezing cold. So. <laughs> We tip, I'm freaking out. Next thing you know, Mars like in game mode. She flips the boat back over. She's like, hop back in. There's a huge puddle of like water. Like we were in a pool and we finished the race. We had about a kilometer left, but honestly, like- horrible. I <laughs> <laughs> but was, I just, poor Olivia, I was like yelling and it was, but I was, <laughs> I just, I got back into the boat like a wet cat, but like, it was. I mean, she didn't yell at me. I've been laying there in the water. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I would have never thought, oh, get back in the boat and keep going. Yeah. <laughs> it was on me though. I messed up our course and I'm the reason that it happened. So it was on me. Yeah. No, it was also my fault because it was my or that hit the boat and made us go in. So a team effort for tipping that day. <laughs> hey, that's yeah. what we yeah. yeah. fall down, we pick each other back up. Y'all yeah. literally yeah. yeah. pick themselves back up, so. <laughs> Uh, JC, yeah, you got question 11. Oh, hold up. Sorry, got into that and I put the questions away. Okay. What's one thing people don't know about you guys? Uh, I like to bake. Okay. I like to read. Okay. I like to sing. You sing? Cash, you're a cool guy. I should have said that, right? <laughs> you got vocals? That's crazy. Damn. Wait, Marlies, wait, do you know how to make chocolate souffle? No. I, like, my baking abilities are, like, not very good, but I like <laughs> to do it. <laughs> oh, I gotta send you a recipe, because, Jason, I, I told you for Cheese's birthday, I made a whole house chocolate souffles. 
Slaps. Oh wait, I made I made you have chocolate souffle. Yes, you did, and it slaps. So, it's freaking good. So hey, I can I can bake, you know. <laughs> it's diabetes in a cup, but I mean. Yeah, bro, the amount of chocolate I had to buy it because remember you had to like melt it and then like you had to make yeah, it's a lot of chocolate. Gosh damn, it was a lot. But hey, y'all enjoyed it though. I put y'all on. <laughs> but final question, so Malise, once again, I'll ask you first. If you had the chance to tell your 18-year-old self one word of advice, what would it be? Have fun. <laughs> Olivia? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great thing to say. <laughs> just like, be happy. Always smile. <laughs> Cash? I don't know. That would be weird. That would be like, long list. Can I just... You all of my experience, my 18 years old, that would be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Honestly, I, I actually, someone asked me the other day, I just told him, so, you know, I probably told my 18 year old self, which is not too long, but just have faith. Even when things don't seem like it's going to work out, they always find a way to work out. So I'd say have faith. I never told that. my 18 year old self to invest in GameStop. Every penny I have. Oh, my that's God. what I would have done. This guy loves money, bro. Amen. <laughs> anyways, that's all the time we have. So, Marlise, Olivia, Cash, thank you so much for coming. I really appreciate it. And once again, congratulations on graduating, especially in these crazy circumstances. So, good luck to you all. Thank you so thank much. You. And that's a wrap on another edition of the Lakers Locker Room. I want to thank all our guests for joining us. You can find the video this interview on YouTube and listen to the full interview on all podcast streaming platforms. Thank you all again. Thank you.